That L Word Podcast. Do you need the leadership work? Can you even love? A podcast about leadership and everything that people are afraid to say out loud. Do you love yourself? Because if you ain't leading yourself, how can you lead a multi-million dollar corporation? Well, everybody, we're back with another episode of That L Word, and today we've got a very special guest, Damon Lilly. Yep. Uh, Damon, why don't you introduce yourself and, and tell us about yourself. Tell yeah. us what you got going on, man. Absolutely. So I appreciate you guys having me on. So I'm uh, 30 years old. I grew up in like Charlotte, North Carolina, and I now live here in Wilmington. And I work for a company called Aptive. When I was going to school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And uh, I started off just doing a bunch of different internships to try and figure it out. So I did nine different internships while I was in school here at UNC Wilmington. And then um, I kind of stumbled upon this, this internship for Aptiv, which is a pest control company, where I went out and did door-to-door sales over the course of the summer, was able to make really good money. And um, then I started seeing that there was you know, advancement opportunities there for me to grow and build a team and be able to manage people that I went to school with and that I grew up with and be able to help them do the same thing. And so now, fast forward like eight years later, and I manage 400 um, or so sales reps for Aptiv, and we did just over like $25 million in new revenue this year for the company. Um, and so I've been blessed to make really good money, which has allowed me to get into a bunch of real estate and some other side businesses as well. So that's kind of a 30,000 foot overview, I guess. Awesome. Awesome. Real estate. I see. Real I estate. told Morgan on the way up, I was like, you're going to love this dude because he's into real estate. I said, but don't get us in, down any real estate. I won't even bring holes. it up. I'm just going to say real estate one time. Real estate. <laughs> I think that was the third time. Yeah, I know, because I really like really. I was just like approving some maintenance on one of my properties right now. That's what I was on the phone doing. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. About that well, Damon, when we had coffee, <laughs> we were talking a lot about you kind of leveling up and how you came out of college and, and set goals for yourself and what you did to achieve those. Right. Can you tell us about that a little? Yeah, so I guess going into you know my collegiate career my family was kind of like lower middle class i'd say growing up like we didn't have you know a ton of money and so i kind of saw them struggle financially and i really wanted to do something that would allow me to not only make good money for myself but be able to help my parents out and i have three little brothers and so i wanted to help them be able to be successful as well and so i started off thinking i was going to be a stockbroker because that was right around the time that wolf of wall street came oh out. yeah everyone loved that movie Glamorizing. yeah i was like wow this would be a sweet career i could make good money and be able to um you know live a lavish lifestyle and be able to help people that i care about but also i would learn financial literacy by doing it which i had never really you know had any experience in watching my parents growing up and so i uh, started down that road i graduated like number one in my edward jones class and then I um, was able to, you know, find Aptiv, which allowed me to start building teams. And so my goal then, though, really was, like, I just wanted to get past the, like, paycheck-to-paycheck lifestyle that I was living and be able to, you know, kind of crest that where I was able to have some some savings saved up. And so once I was able to get to that point, then my goals kind of changed, and it went from, like, you know, survival to being like, okay, how can I prosper and build some passive income through real estate? And then after that, it was like, okay, now how can I, you know, help other people do the same thing? And so now my goals have really shifted. I think like over the last eight years, my why has completely changed. Like in the beginning, it was all like, I just wanted to help my mom and dad and not have to struggle financially, right? That was like the only thing that motivated me. Now it's more like, I've kind of checked that box. I want to help other people who are trying to help their mom and dad and help themselves grow and help them kind of go from like where I was to like where I am now and being, you know, 30 years old, I could retire today and, and do whatever I want. But I think that, you know, being able to give back and help other people, 
you know, do the same thing like other people help me do, I think is like what really kind of gets me up in the morning. I got one. I mean, I heard you say financial literacy and then, yeah. uh, then you say help people. And I, and I, it resonates with me because it wasn't until I were around people that were taught, because I'm from the ghetto, like the poverty area, and they don't teach financial literacy because it's hard to teach something that... They don't teach it anywhere. They don't, they they don't, don't right? You talk about your parents and like, I didn't know about credit scores and checkbooks when they were, people were really writing checks and yeah. stuff like that. And so my credit score was really low, but I didn't know how important that stuff was until I met someone. Like, you know, so the question really is like, not only do you teach them, you know, how to do the company and what the company is all about, but are you teaching them that financial literacy as well through the process? And what does that look like? Yeah. So I guess it started off as we have like monthly team leader meetings where guys who have been successful in the business are then able to be in these Zoom and in-person meetings where we are teaching them like, all right, here's a real estate investment opportunity. We're going to pull a bunch of money and we're going to buy this trailer park. Here's how it works. Here's the return you're expected to get. Who wants to do it? What percentage would you own if you put in this amount of money and really breaking those things down for them? So I do that. And then on top of that, recently I was like, how can I get to a bigger audience or how can I stop saying the same exact things to 400 people, one person at a time? And I was like, I could make a YouTube channel. And so then I was like, I'll create a YouTube channel, hire a videographer, and be able to create like you know my responses to these questions I've been asked so many times, but in a video that someone could just watch. And so whenever you know my guys are like, hey, I want to buy a house, I'm like, sweet, go and watch these three videos on my channel, and it'll literally walk you through step by step how to do it. And after that, come back to me, and I'll answer any questions, help you find the house, make sure that you don't mess it up, like whatever you need me to do. But that way, I can just give them step by step instructions through the whole process, kind of through YouTube. And it's, oh, go ahead. No, no, go, go. And it's, it's crazy. Like, you talk about financial, we, we talk about financial literacy, and that literally is passive income that you're creating as well right. if you get to a certain amount of, of viewers and followers. Yeah. And and, and that's another probably a lesson that, that, that they can learn. Like, just, I hit that part as well. And I, I know Jody, is, we've talked about, like, how do we multiply who we are? Like, what, what systems? You always say, okay, we need to develop a system because we can't be everywhere all the time. Right. We got to be able to teach somebody and then they go off and do whatever that thing is. And that's, I mean, that's so powerful, man. Yeah. That's leadership right there is just recreating yourself, right? So that someone else can kind of take your same steps and get to where you are by doing what you've done. We were, last episode, we were just talking about when you fail, you know, what lessons did you learn and who did you teach? And as you, it, that's exactly what you're, you're saying there is, not reinventing the wheel, just truing the wheel. Yep. You know, just making it better, making it run smoother. And what I was thinking when you were talking about building those videos, you're really kind of empowering people, not even your people necessarily, but anybody who wants to do that. You're empowering them to, to find the information, to have the information there, to learn, and then to just come to you for those one or two questions like, hey, you know, I want to make sure I'm, you know, not yeah, more going left. Stuff. Right, yeah. yeah. But that's, that's putting the resources in their hands. Um, how have people responded to that? How is it resonating? Yeah, so in the beginning, I've only had the channel probably now for like four months. And um, in the beginning, it was kind of slow ramping up. We got to like a thousand subscribers probably over like a month time frame. And then now I'm up to like 10,000 subscribers. So it's really gaining traction and starting to pick up speed and the views are you know way higher also i'm getting way better at it i think in the beginning yeah i was super sure. quirky in front of the camera you guys can probably relate to that so <laughs> um i was like dude it just felt awkward and forced yeah. but now i just feel way more natural doing it and i can kind of you know be more myself and i think that comes across more in the, the videos too so damon if you were to then transpose that same comment but on leadership 
do you feel that when you were first becoming a leader, you were awkward and weird yeah, in front of the bad. camera? And if so <laughs> how were you as a young leader to where you are now? I think that you can read all the leadership books that you want and you can, you know, try to mentally prepare to be a great leader as much as you want, but it's different when you actually are doing it. And so for me, my first like leadership experience, I would say goes back to like, I have three little brothers and so me helping, you know, with them doing their chores growing up or making me drive them to whatever sporting event it was and making sure we weren't late, like kind of goes back to some of that. And then I think that kind of helped me to be a decent leader when I got into doing the sales teams. And so my first sales team I managed was 39 guys in Washington, D.C., and I was the only person on the team who had ever sold pest control before. So they're all calling me and texting me and, like, blowing me up all day, and I was trying to do my own sales but still help them. And so I told my mom that summer I was, like, drinking water through a fire hose. Like, the fire hose water just rushing <laughs> yeah, past me, yeah. and I just couldn't catch all of it. And so but that kind of was, like, trial by fire, right? I learned, like, okay, I need to focus on these things to make sure the team does well. These things are less important. You kind of start prioritizing and then you just get more comfortable, and it also starts to slow down the more you do it. It doesn't feel like it's as fast-paced, I think, which then allows you to be a more, you know, in-person, a better present leader and actually, like, be there with people. What do you think is responsible for the slowdown? I think I just got used to doing it. I was – the speed of it in the beginning is so foreign because there's so much going on, and you're just not used to that much, you know, all these little moving pieces all the time, whereas after it kind of starts – happening for a while you just kind of get used to it and like I don't know if you wake up every day at 6 a.m. for the first week it feels like crap like you hate it but after you do it for you know three or four weeks you like it feels normal and you start waking up before your alarm right and so I think it's the same thing it's like you just get used to doing it and what effect did your team expanding have on that as well so then you've got now you're not just leading the team you're leading other leaders who are leading teams. Yeah, and I think that's my favorite part is seeing them start to progress and really start to like kind of do their own version of what I did. And they take things that they like that I did. They take things that they want to implement for themselves and they start building their own kind of style through that. And I think that part's really cool and exciting. But I think also it's kind of like they don't want to reinvent the wheel too much either because like we've been successful doing it this way. And so I think sometimes people get off the beaten path a little bit and then they have to come back or they get kind of, uh, you know, they go down the wrong road and they get crushed a little bit and they have Mm -hmm. to come back to like what works. And so for me, that's been one of the, actually that's one thing I did a YouTube video on, but I have like three keys to success that I've done. And like one of them that I think is most important for me is I just never reinvent the wheel. I just found someone in real estate, for example, that was, had 20 rental properties. And I was like, dude, I'll take you to lunch every month. Like, show me how to do what you've done. Like, just walk me step by step through it. Like, I'll listen. I won't try and change it. I'll just literally do it. And that's what I've done in sales. And that's what I've done in, like, recruiting. And that's what I've done in real estate and all these other small businesses. It's just kind of, like, find someone who's successful already and then just kind of go down the same road. But I do it at a high level, meaning that I'm just putting in way more time and effort than most people probably would. But So you're looking more at mentor. You're finding what you're saying. What I hear you're saying is you found a mentor in the area that you want to be good. Yeah. And then you just get in there and get after it with them. And then after you outgrow that person, you got to find somebody else that's doing more. So like the first guy that showed me how to do 20 rental properties, once I had more than 20, I was like, I got to find someone that has 50 or 100. And then I found someone that was like that. And I was like, hey, let me buy you lunch. Like, how can I benefit you? Like, what can I do for you to, you know, you allow me to have some of your time back? And so kind of, you know, a, a trade off of time or energy there so that I can get something from them in the long run. Yeah, I could see how I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. I'm like, oh. You better say real estate, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah Morgan's am. already I'm subscribed to, to your YouTube. Yeah, oh. He leaned over and was like, whoop. 
What's <laughs> yeah. YouTube channel? <laughs> I'm already there, man. It's super like, easy. It's just Damon Lily, and Lily is L-I-L-L-Y. L-I-L-L-Y. Yeah, go subscribe. I will. I will. <laughs> no, it, it, it's, it's funny, right, because we this it's a good part of leadership. Sometimes we we do try to reinvent the wheel. It, you can improve the wheel, but right. try to reinvent it. It's like, oh, this way is going to be so much better when, you know, the way that you've been doing it. It's really not, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type right. thing, right? Uh, and people don't understand, like, improving versus changing. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's a big part of it. And when you look at that, real estate, I'm saying that's for yeah, yeah. right? Real estate. <laughs> I got I to gotta right? mark it down. Yeah, real estate. If you really look at it and you go back on it, it ain't changed. It's no different. It's just yeah. a different market, right? I mean, and it, and it does the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. We're going through it right now. We've been here before, right? Right. If you do your homework, but you just think, oh, it's changing and the rates are going so high. But the rates have been high before, yeah. really high, yeah. right? And we just we're in this low where we we like, hey, it's 2 and 3%. Yeah, but be lucky you got one. But that <laughs> it ain't always been that way, just like gas prices. Yes, they've increased, but everything of value increases in value that's worth anything, right? Yep. And so that's the same thing with leadership, right? You have to, to understand that it's it's the same, and you can add your little piece to it, but you can't really change the fabric of what creates a good leader. Because people are people. people and when you're people, leading, you're right? leading people and dealing with people issues. And we've seen this through our you know decades and decades of being in the military is mm -hmm. You've dealt with some, you know, say a young person with their young person problem and you've helped them out and then they're gone. And then a year later, somebody comes in and they're like, oh, my spouse is leaving me. Okay, well, I've seen this before. A thousand Have times. Have a seat, right? right? <laughs> yeah. And so how do you, how does that translate to your world and the teams that you're dealing with? Yeah, I think that, you know, like you said, people are people. And so I think that once you've learned how to lead this type of person, then you can learn how that person then helps you lead the next person. And I think we talked about this a little bit at coffee, but it's like every person needs to be led differently. Like I'm not the type of person that I don't want a bunch of like hand-holding leadership. Like if you're like, come on, Damon, let's go do it. Like I'm just going to be like sluggish and just be like, man, I don't even want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Whereas if like, Damon, go do it. Come back and tell me how good you did when you do it. I'll go out there and just like sprint to get it done as fast as I can. Like, I want to be the first guy to come back and be like, I did it. Like, I always used to think that it was so impressive to be the guy that stood up first in your class and finished the test first. <laughs> I love that. I, love I just wanted to be the first guy to hand it in my they paper. Like, There's no way he got everything right. Yeah, oh, and everyone, I, else is, the test. everyone else is wondering, like, <laughs> how did he know? Or did he even try? Like, they're just wondering, right. like, how did he get it done so quick, right? Like, I want to be the guy that does that in business. Like, how did he go out and accomplish it so fast? And so, like, our region, we've been the fastest growing region in pest control history to put on the amount of accounts that we've done. And I think that just goes back to like the leadership style. It's like, hey, I named the region Alpha. I wanted to be the first, right? And so like it's the Alpha region and we're just going to be first in everything. Like we're going to be the first to show up in the office. We're going to be the last to leave. We're going to be the first to get out there and start selling every day. And like those things translate to culture, which then helps the leadership all follow that as well. And I think the one thing I was thinking when you talked about like different types of people that you're leading is you have to be somebody that people want to follow though too. That's a big part of it. That's the key, right? And when I think the first part of my definition for leadership is influence through inspiration. What are you doing to inspire your people to then want to follow you? Right. And I think that's what it comes down to. So what do you do to inspire them? How, how old are you? He's 30. 30. I just turned 30. Just turned 30. I told Christ. you, man. Two weeks ago. 
<laughs> I know people. I know people older than me that don't have that kind of intelligence. <laughs> so you do. You do it really good. I appreciate. Um, but I mean, go back to your question. I just wanted to say. I was like, I was listening to him. Like, what it really comes down to, I don't talk to many people that are younger than me that can speak like you do, and that understand the value of what leadership is. And when you said, like, it ain't about like teaching them and teaching them. It's like being the person they want to because emulate. Yep. Right. Yeah. And like we we say this all the time, but rarely do people actually exercise it. Uh, and but true leaders understand like it's not about what I'm telling them to do. Like that it's not about the do as I say, not as I do thing. It's about do as I say, do as I do, and we can become something together. Yep. Yeah. Totally agree. I think for me, it comes down to like one thing. It's just leading from the front in the beginning, meaning that like. If you want people to do something, you have to be willing to go out and do it yourself at the highest level. Otherwise, like, they won't do it. And so, like, in our industry, for example, if I go out and sell 300 accounts, the average guy on my team will do, like, 165 accounts. They're just following behind, like, what you're doing. If a leader goes and does 500 accounts, the average guy on the team will do 250 accounts. They're just kind of following the top person on the team. And so, you know, I had to sell at a high level in the beginning. And what that translates to now from, like, a mentorship perspective is, I want to be able to help people like buy their first car and not get a 10% interest rate at some place on Market Street, right? Like, <laughs> like yeah, I want to yeah, show yeah. them, like, hey, that's a bad interest rate. Here's how you build your credit. Here's how you get a 5% interest rate. Here's how you go and put no money down on the car and use the money that you were going to put down to get your first rental property. Like, actually showing them, like, step by step so that way they don't have to make mistakes that the majority of 20-year-olds, you know, would have made in those situations. And then I'm never, I don't think I'm perfect at all in leadership. Like, I always tell my guys, too, like, hey, if there's anything that you think that I could have done better in this situation, like, come and tell me. I will not take any offense to it. Like, I want to hear. Even if you think that, even sometimes they tell me in a way that's not super polite, right? Like, I still try and just process the information as, like, you know, <laughs> hey, yeah. I, I'm cool with them yelling at me every now and then as long as it's, like, you know, warranted, and then I can, you know, take that and be like, okay, I can translate this to be better in this category for this person, or I realize, like, this person doesn't respond well to me leading them this way, right? And so then I know, okay, going forward, I have to do it differently, and I think it's just a lot of self-reflection and also just being really intentional, which that's one of the things I'm still working on is I think I get so busy sometimes mm -hmm. that I can't be as intentional with each person or as patient with each person as I maybe want to be. Yeah, that leads me, that leads, that leads me, actually, I wanted to, because you say you, what's that, 400 and how many? Yeah, like 450, so last year. So, how, like, how do you, with, we talk about being intentional with each one, like, how do you manage that? Right? Yeah. How, like, 450, that's a lot of people. They yeah. usually, I mean, there's studies that say over 150, you need to, like, start breaking it down. Yeah. So, I used to text all 200 people Jesus every God. week whenever I had, like, 200 or less people that I on was. On an app, right? No, on my phone, like, one at a time. Um, wow. Like, yeah, every Monday I would text, like, 50 of them, and then I'd text 50 of them the next day, like, just start my day with, like, get reaching out to them. And it was never like, hey, go work today. It was like, hey, how was your weekend? Like, I try and just be personal and get to know them, and I would keep notes He's on good. them. And this is the stuff that people always <laughs> ask, like, like how do you leave a virtual environment? You're doing it. Yeah. It's literally like I'm a professional texter, though. I get 750 texts on average per day, or 748 um, on sure. average per day. And so I'm like, I'm just always on my phone. But it allows me to, like, keep up with a lot of people, and I think that it's allowed me to, like, develop a lot of really good friendships with them, and I really, like, know them as people because I'm always communicating with them. So whatever they're going through that day, they're just expressed to me over text, and then I can be able to, you know, still be a part of their life and also, like, you know, help to influence them if I can or just listen when they need me to. a lot of texting. Yeah. 
And then now, though, like you, the question is, how do I get to that many people now? So I have like group messages that will have like 450 people in them. I'll use those for announcements. And then there's like key leaders. So there's like guys who are at the top who are, you know, 20 or so of them. And I'm obviously communicating with them every day. And there's like the, you know, guys that are mid-level managers, like 120 of those. And so I'm constantly communicating with them every week and then hoping that they're all using what I've done in the beginning to trickle that down. Like I literally have a, a message that I send out to all of them every Monday that says, hey, text everyone in your organization today and make sure that you, know, you keep up with them this week and you have a meeting with them this week. So that way they're doing what I was doing when I could reach out to all of them. So you're modeling the behavior that you want them to, to do. Yeah, and then I hold them accountable to it as well. Like I'll check with them on Wednesday. Hey, did you text everyone in your organization on Monday? And so I'm just like, I'm the follow-up guy. What if they say no? Why not? Okay. What prevented you from doing it? Do you have time today to get it done? Is there anyone I can reach out to for you since you didn't have time yet? Like, it just, I can do it. People don't like, yeah. But then they're like, no, no, I got it. Don't yeah, worry. I'm about to say, yeah, yeah. Hell, won't yeah. you come in and do it? I, I, I was told by uh, a boss I used to have, he said, if, you should be very upset if, if your boss has to do your job for you. Yeah. You should never let that happen. Yeah. <laughs> never let that happen because it's just, oh, it doesn't feel good. But no, no, I don't need you to do it. Yep. I'll figure it out. Yep. And it's just an intentional question, right? Like, I only ask it because I know they're going to say no. They don't want me to do it. They want to go and do it themselves. They just haven't done it yet. And so it's like, I'll just point that out to them, and then they go and do it. Have they ever said, like, yes? They want me to do it? Yeah, there's definitely some people who are just kind of softer leaders, right? <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, cool, I'll do, do it, it for you. <laughs> um, and I'll group text them, so that way they still have to be involved. I'm like, hey, John. George and I were just curious, you know, how your week's been, <laughs> what's what you up to this week, whatever, and then I can just have that person still be involved in the, the actual communication with them, so they're still learning and having to to read it. They just didn't initiate the conversation. Time for you to write a book. <laughs> I have that on my like. I have seven or eight <laughs> things that I want to do over the next like twenty years, and that's yeah. one of them. But I have some funny pest control stories I could tell. Oh, I'm sure being out there on the doors and just some funny stuff. You're not the one. You're not the because I, I like I was telling him he was telling me about you, yeah. and I was I've had. Two guys come to my door. Uh, one, I think it was like security or alarm system. Then I think the other one was pests. Yeah. Like I'm in Jacksonville. Yeah. And um, might have been us. But uh, are you not the ones that don't like the two wheel like scooter? Segway minis. Seg- yeah. Th- that is him. <laughs> <laughs> like the little thing. Yeah, it had to, it was cut off at the, like the bottom yeah. of, or something like that. And he he was rolling around. Yeah. And he fast too. Yeah. They'll run like 13 miles an hour for 12 <laughs> miles. You can get it. <laughs> They're fun. <laughs> you have a lot of those, but like, yeah. th- I mean, wow, my goodness, man, that's that's huge. But you 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 you're connected with these people. You take it. Like, you've literally. That's why I asked you to do the app because I I have, I've coached you know I've coached up to like seventy some people at once, which was a lot. Right. You just said two hundred. I'm like I don't know how I could fathom that. <laughs> right. And for me, I was doing the, the every single person before. Yep. But what I did, I down. I was like, there's an app for everything. Yeah. Let me find the it's app. Discord. Yeah, right. And then I just started like hitting one, and then it goes to everybody automatically. Yeah. And so that helped me a whole lot. But it's like you have these 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 different things that you do, but these systems are created. And wh- like, what made you start like doing these things? Like, you are teaching them how to do it. But what made you? Was it learning? Was it them. failure? Or like, did you learn from someone else? Yeah, I think like in the beginning, I would lose somebody every now and then <laughs> who would say, hey. 
Like, I want to, you know, just get more one-on-one with my manager. And I would be like, well, dang, I must have failed in giving them that attention you that they were, were looking for. Yeah. And I thought I was giving them enough one-on-one. And I was wondering why they weren't performing at the level that I thought they could. But I just wasn't picking it up that it was because they needed more of, like, me to give it to them or more of my, like, nurturing, basically, to help them do well. And they would leave and go work at a different company or they would just stop doing, you know, sales in general and they would get out of the industry. And I was like... You know, I got to prevent that in the future. I don't want ever want anyone's reason to leave to be because of me as, you know, me failing them as a leader. And so then I just started to really over-communicate. And I'll have guys text me and be like, Damon, I love you. <laughs> cool, man, cool. I know yeah. this is Monday. You're texting me again. Like, I just talked to you Sunday. I was at your house. Like, it's fine, dude. We're good. Like, we're, we're boys. Don't yeah. worry about it. Like, I'll come over this weekend. We'll, we'll catch up. And I'm like, no, I'm going to just keep doing it. Like, I'm just going to continue to over-communicate with everybody. And I like doing it. It's cool for me to catch up with all of them and see what's going on. And it makes them, like, it makes me closer to them as well. Well, and I think that's the key to it, man. And that's that's admirable because... <laughs> I've worked with a lot of either companies or individuals who are like, how do I stay in touch with, with people? Because we're all, you know, disaggregated and everybody's everywhere. You're a prime example of somebody who's, they've got Zoom, they've got all this other stuff because they're in offices or whatever. You've got people on the street, like no kidding, rolling around on segways. And you're able to maintain a personal connection with every single person. Now, obviously, as it gets bigger, you're maintaining the personal connection with the people who are then maintaining personal connections. Right. But at some point, you're still reaching out to everybody yep. so they know they have access to you. And I tell them all in the, the meetings that I have as well, it's like I'm cool with it being top-down leadership, meaning like if you don't want to go to the three people that are supposed to be helping you in between you and me, then just come to me directly. Or if you feel like you're not getting what you need from one of them, just come to me directly and I'm happy to get back to you. And I have extremely fast texting response times like guys will be like dude i didn't put my phone back in my pocket before you got back to me <laughs> and i'm like yeah i don't i don't want to be the the reason that progress is slowed up like i want to be somebody that's propelling them forward not they're waiting on me to get what they need to go do oh, something next i got a big question though go, you, i was just gonna go i was just gonna ask at what point though does that become overwhelming for you huh, that's part of it i wasn't knowing you had time for yourself yeah exactly <laughs> that's literally what, yeah, i'm like you do it a whole lot man i think i'm just kind of maybe unique in this part of it is that I actually really enjoy like working. Like it doesn't feel like work to me. I just feel like I'm really like I'm building something. Yeah, but you have a family. Just my wife right now, no kids. Just my wife. Just my wife. <laughs> like, hey, we'll edit that part out, man. Just my wife. My beautiful wife. <laughs> but like, how do you like do you put the phone down when you with it? Yeah, and that would be my probably Megan's uh, biggest complaint of our relationship. But I would say that I'm getting better at it. So like yesterday we went on date night at seven thirty, I put my phone away. This morning when I woke up, I had uh, two hundred and twenty six text messages that I answered at six thirty before I came to see you guys. And so it's like, yeah, it kind of, you know, it put me in a, a back position today, starting off my day, but I just knew I would wake up earlier to get it all done. But yeah, at certain times of the day, after like nine o'clock at night, I just put my phone down, or if we're doing something together, I try and just be present. And that's definitely something that you know I've tried to work on as a, just a human uh, over the years, because I'm the person that like I just get consumed by it. Like I could do it from six in the morning until twelve at night and sleep and do it again, and just be just as fired up the next day to go do it again. And I don't know, like, what makes me that way, though, because... Yeah, but I, so that's what I was going to ask you next. Like, how do you think you got... Like, you talked about your family, yeah, but man. but we all have our own family history, but there are, there, there are points in our journey that push us in a direction that create what you have, right? right. And so, like, we could say, I'm a leader because of this or these people. Like, one, first, 
are there any mentors in your life that got you to this work ethic? And then two, what did you? How did you learn? Like, did you read? Did you watch videos? Did you watch seminars? Like, what did? Yeah. How did that look? Wyatt says this to me all the time. But he says uh, leaders are readers. And so I definitely read a bunch in the beginning. Now I don't read near as much as I probably should, but I feel like a lot of the leadership books and things, sales books, are all really repetitive. And so after you've read they are. 30 of them, it's <laughs> like, you know, what are you really gaining? I think it's just a remembering or like a reminder for you to go back through some of them. And so I think I still do or I listen to audio books. But um, as far as like what made me that way, we talked about this the other day. I think that's like the biggest mystery to me is like how do I make more people feel the way that I feel about working and building so that way they want to do it at the level that I want to do it at. And like the CEO of Aptiv tells me that there's no one at Aptiv out of like the 10,000 employees that will outwork me on a day to day. He's like, you work more than anyone else and more efficiently than anyone else. And he's like, we got to figure out how to recreate that. So like one thing we've done is I created a, a planner that Aptiv like mass produced and gave out to all the team leaders at the whole company. And it was based on the inspiration for me using my planner. But back to your question, I think what helped me develop that. So growing up, my dad owned a vending company and he would work from like six in the morning. He would get home at like eight 30 at night and then we would have to load the truck. And so like we, we had this, yeah, me yeah. and my younger brother and my dad <laughs> uh, would load this like giant box truck of like cases and cases of canned drinks and snacks and cookies and all kinds of stuff and from our garage in our home into the truck. And, and I remember being in my like pajamas when I was like nine years old out there, you know, moving cases of drinks on two wheelers and carrying cases of water into the truck at, at 930 at night. And like sometimes dad would get home late and I would have to stay up and do it and then still get up and do my school the next day. And it was like, you know, I think just seeing his dedication to working that hard made me realize like, hey, you can do it. And I saw him sustain that for like 20 years, right? Like he was constantly working like that. Not because he wanted to, but because, like, he had to to make enough money to support our pretty large family. And so I think that's kind of where I got it. And I think I got the sales skills from my mom. My mom ran, like, a party light business. And so I would sit in her office at home, and I would do, like, my schoolwork, and I was homeschooled. And so I did all my schoolwork at home, and I would listen to my mom make her cold calls and do her team leading meetings with her team. And she was, like, a top producer for party light sales, which is all those candles. And so I think I learned a lot of like the, you know, the sales side of it from her. And I got a lot of the just grind, you know, from my dad. And I think I just kind of combined those. And I'm like, I'm going to go and, and put this into practice and see how much money I can make using these skills and really develop something. And so I think that's kind of where it comes back to. What did have they, what have they expressed about your growth? Yeah, they're super proud. I think they're still kind of like, my dad sometimes says, like, I don't know how you do all the things you do. And he says that some things that I do just go right for me. He's like, it just always seems to go in your direction that you want it to go. And I think part of that is I just, I don't accept anything except for success. Like, if I don't do it, I just keep doing it until I do it. And so I just won't, like, I don't say die ever kind of thing. And I think that my dad actually works at Aptiv now. He's a sales manager here for the past five years. After I made, like, 400,000 my third summer doing it, he came to start working at Aptiv. I bet he did. I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to think of what I'm, I'm like, maybe I'm doing the wrong stuff. I don't know. Like, maybe I need to go manage something else somewhere else. There you go. Man, I like the real estate. So we're going to talk to him. Yeah. I, I guarantee you we're going to have a conversation. We're going to have lunch about that. Let's do it. Yeah. I, I probably want in on that one too. So, it's, it's, I love that there's probably a lot of young leaders out there, young people out there listening to you and your success story. And there's a lot of grind. Like that seems to be a common theme is grind, grind, grind. Yeah. 
and people. I love that, right? So you've got this combination of grinding and caring for people. When and how do you take care of yourself? Um, I think I do it in the morning before anybody else is texting me back from like 5.45 until 9. I could answer all my text messages, all my emails. I do all the stuff that I want to do for the day at that time of the day. And no one's like needing me then. Most of the world either isn't awake yet or they haven't started, you know, doing what they're trying to do that day. And so it allows me to just have like mental clarity during that time. Like I love my mornings. Like my wife's not up quite what yet. What do you do? In the mornings. Like what's my routine? What's your routine? I say I get up at six. I put our dogs out. I go sit in my office and I have my planner, which is over there I can show you. But um, it's just like a bunch of different things in the morning. So I read the daily readings out of the Bible. And then I will spend like the next five, ten minutes kind of thinking about it. And then I'll go through, answer all my text messages, answer all my emails. Right now I set my fantasy lineup. Like, but I literally have like a checklist of things that I'm going to do before 8 p.m. or 8 a.m. that I get done every single morning. And I just keep checking them off. And I'm really list-oriented as well, probably to like the OCD point. But um, when I like check something off my list, I get a great like Feels satisfaction yeah. from it. <laughs> and so even just like set fantasy lineup today it's like sweet got what's that fantasy done. line like my fantasy lineup for football fantasy oh yeah. okay i don't know i don't know, <laughs> I, don't know. I, I mean i, I, I heard we'd already talk yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so i think that's kind of my routine i need to like i'll try and run three days a week i need to do better at that um but that's kind of like the the morning i think just kind of preparing mentally to go out and tackle what i'm going to do that day and having some like quiet time in the morning and i think it's interesting and important to note that that looks different for everybody. That sounds awful to me. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's too much. My it's, wife it's, says, like, the first thing that you do is sit at your desk. She's like, that sounds terrible. Yeah, because uh, we asked you what you do, and you, you literally just explain work multiple times in your personal time. Yeah. I told you I like doing it. <laughs> I but that's like, the thing, and that's yeah. why I say it's interesting and unique because there's no right or wrong answer. And if that's what truly fulfills you, then that's awesome. It sounds awful to me, but for you, if that's working, then yeah. that's so good. Yeah, so like, it used to be like that a long time ago, but then it just got it just it just so that's a good. This is a good question. You're teaching people to be just like you. Not everybody can sustain that because they don't have yeah. to, like what are like how do you, do you handle that? How do you handle people burnouts for yeah. other people that are trying to keep up with you? Uh huh. Um, I think this year <laughs> I have found like for the first time I think I had some burnout like this past six months. Okay. I felt like I had gone so full force every day for like you know seven years of doing this and I've built these other like side businesses while I'm doing this and I have all this real estate and that takes my time and it's like I was like dude when does this ever end like, I was starting to think <laughs> you like, asked that question have I created something that is so big and so like it's so needy from a business perspective of my time like when do I ever get away from it and I, was like, I gotta start creating systems that allow me to have time if I want it to be able to be done and I think I really started putting some things in place and I hired the right people to help me run those businesses more so than I had in the you know past and that helped me but also then I kind of just started taking some more free time and then I got bored. I was like, dude, this free time thing is not what I thought it was going to be. Take it too much. That's probably what it is. It wasn't even that much. Like I would just take like a Friday afternoon and just be hanging out in the backyard and doing nothing. That's a lot. My wife <laughs> <laughs> like you need like an yeah. hour. Like, For I'm, you, that's I'm thinking hour. like an hour, bro. Like that's My it. wife makes fun of me cuz like we'll be laying in the backyard on like the lawn chairs and we'll just be chilling and then I'll get up and like go pick weeds or I'll get up and like if there's rocks out of the something. flower beds, like I'm putting them back in the flower beds. Like I'm just like constantly moving things around and I constantly constantly have to like 
checking things off my list or moving towards something productive. But and then now this like my mantra I wrote on my mirror actually like three months ago. It says like find your fire. And so I, I think what made me... I don't think you need to find it. Nah, I got it back now. <laughs> um, but, like, I just wanted to figure out, like, what was going to get me excited again? And I'm like, I'm just going to... What was I most excited about six years ago or eight years ago when I started this? It was active and building what I was building and creating that and real estate. Like, those are the two things that really got me going. And so I'm just kind of, like, all my side business stuff, it's kind of self-sustaining at this point. I'm just going to put all my time back into those two things. And real estate also includes the YouTube channel, which is me helping as many people as I possibly can. And so I think that's kind of the where my excitement comes from again. Finding that fire. Yeah. You got to find your fire. I don't think you got to find it. I well, don't you got to keep I don't it think you, I don't think you lost your fire. That's the problem. Like, it was still burning. It was burning the weeds. It was burning the rocks. It was burning everything else. I mean, if I had to give you, like, a suggestion, like, when yeah. it comes to time, I, look at the look at your life as, like, the year. And when you look at recovery, like, pick a pick a certain time of the year where you take on family vacation. That's within 365 days. Yeah. Then pick a quarter and say, okay, out of that quarter, I'm going to take, you know, each each month, I'm going to take a a week off, and collectively, right? Yep. For that one quarter, I'll take a week off. But in, that needs to be something, obviously, family oriented or something like that. For sure. With, within each day, take an hour. That's it. And so you have these. Cause I do it for myself because I am one of the people that like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, all right, now I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Like the, I've been going nonstop for the last thirty days, and I know. You're learning at a younger age, but I didn't know what you know right now. And I was burning at both ends, and then I hit a wall yeah. for a long time, and it felt like depression, right? Because you just never took time for yourself, and all you needed to do was just do nothing. Yep. And what I always tell people is, like, well, you want me to know? I want you to do the opposite of what you've been doing. Nothing doesn't mean you have to stop doing. Everybody's like, I got to, I got to, like, when we look at retirement, you retire, you see this old person sitting in a chair at home doing nothing. That ain't retirement. It's not doing the thing that you don't want to do anymore, yep. right? And so if you're trying to get a break from texting, maybe go watch a movie with your, so you can still, because your brain is always firing, bro. Mm-hmm. I can just see it here. He's like, okay, when we're done, what am I doing next, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> right? And Podcast so, check. Right? Okay. So, so, take that, so take that and just, just, just switch it off, right? And so it's not about being burnt out from the pest control. It's not about being burnt out from the real estate. It's like, okay, don't do those things. Just do something opposite of that. Yep. So you stay active and stay engaged. So, For sure. Yeah. I'm definitely improving on that part of my life too right now. So like what I've done to kind of implement exactly what you're saying is I'll like Wednesday nights, my wife and I do date nights. So I'll block nice. off, you know, 530 mm-hmm. until the next day. I'm not doing anything on Sundays, you know, from nine o'clock in the morning until four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm literally just going to like go to church and have family day with my family. and We're going to grill out or do whatever. So it's like, you know, trying to actually be present more during those times and not be on my phone and my phone and do not disturb and just, yeah. you know. Family vacation yeah. at any point? Dude, I go on a lot of vacations. Okay. Um, But I'm like the type of person, and my wife's actually this way too. Like if I go away for four days, I'm like, dude, I'm ready to go home. It's too long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's okay. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I think it's a matter of finding, finding what's right yeah. for you yeah. and, and your wife as well in this case and saying, okay, this is what right looks like for a us. A weekend. Right. If it's a weekend, yeah. yeah I mean, we sound like you're a weekend traveler. Yeah. So. so, like this weekend, for example, we'll go to Charlotte, hang out there for three days, and I'm playing in a golf tournament there Monday, and then we'll go to the Panther game Sunday and just have like some downtime there, just us, and do some fun stuff while we're there, and scoot around the Charlotte city and yeah. do some fun stuff, and then come back. 
People just got to be. They, I think that the the problem is like you're a less oriented OCD person, right? The, the problem is we get so OCD's caught up. OCD is kind of strong. You yeah. said it. <laughs> I said maybe. Tendencies. <laughs> he said. He said tendencies. Okay, okay, okay. And so we get so caught in structure, right? And so if you go out of town, and this is and this is sounds even when I say it to people, this sounds crazy. You go out of town, you go on for you say I'm going to be going for four or five days. Well, if two days you're ready to go home, go home. Go home, yeah, yeah. People are like, oh no, I have to stay. No, you don't. That was me in the beginning. I've been on like a seven-day vacation. Yeah. I'm like five days in. I'm like, gosh, I cannot wait to leave. Yeah. I'm like secretly working. Like, right. Yeah, I, I used to go home too. Like it's the same thing because you're there. The first two days, it's like, it was, it's great because you yeah. just got home. You're seeing everybody. You're doing your thing. And you. And then after that, you're like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Right? It's a, it's a Vegas mentality. Like anything over two days in Vegas is too much. Told my brother that last night. He said, he's extending <laughs> our Vegas trip for three more days. I'm like, you're going to stay in Vegas for six days? It ain't even nothing going yeah, on in Vegas yeah. for six days. He's never been, so he doesn't know yet. He's uh, he's a, yeah. Friday, Saturday night. Vegas new right? I'm like, yep, get, yep. get trip insurance so you can change your flight for free. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I think that's how we should like. We shouldn't be so, we get so much anxiety when we when we want to like change something that we think should be a certain way based off what society says we should be doing. Well, it's, yeah, back to don't shit on yourself. Yeah, exactly. Right? I should enjoy this vacation. I should want to well, not, not go home and stay longer. That's that's what everybody thinks we should be doing on vacation. But if that's not right for you, then it's okay to shift those yeah. gears. The other thing I have in my mirror right now, it says be present and just, like, do what you're feeling in that, like, time. Yeah. It's kind of like, I think sometimes I just get into like text mode and I'm just only texting and I don't know what else is going on around me. And so I think just trying to be as present as you can, like what you're, what you're feeling, what you're doing, like that helps a ton just being really intentional. That's awesome, man. We're, we're starting to come. Yeah. We're starting to come close to our time. (laughs) Otherwise Morgan is going to get down. a. a, I know. That's why I looked over. I was like, Oh, well, but we got, yeah, we got time to, I know we got time. We can talk about, how about, how about we, how about we close this out? So y'all can't hear what we talk about. And then we can just talk until he has to leave. That's right. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Hey, so how can people get in touch with you then? Yeah, so a couple of easy ways, I guess, and I don't know if you can put the link maybe. Yep, in it'll all be on there. So if you put my Morgan. Instagram up there, my Instagram is just Damon Lilly underscore at the end of it. That's easy. My YouTube, Damon Lilly. And then outside of that, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and all the social media platforms. It's all the exact same thing, just Damon Lilly. All Damon Lilly. Lilly. Yep. And if you go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to that, right below there's a link tree, and it has all my stuff on it as oh, well. Oh, cool. So you can just click on the link tree and see everything. We'll probably put your YouTube link in here, and then that way people have access to all the other stuff. Perfect. My website also, too, I should have said that one, is just DamonLilly.com. Oh, that's you have easy. your own website. Yeah. Okay. You got to get one, Morgan. I got one. He's got yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, oh, you. Oh, we got a lot in common, more than you know. <laughs> well, man, I appreciate you coming in. Uh, it's interesting to hear a young person who's was grinding and then kind of like morphed and evolved into this leader role, and to hear how all those transitions went and how you evolved throughout all of that. Um, I wish I knew. I know. A quarter of that. I know. And the <laughs> fact that 30. you're then passing that on to other people is really like that's the kind of stuff that, that fuels our fires right. that we're all about is whether it's financial literacy, whether it's helping people, you know, like grow into their own leadership roles or whatever. That's that's yep. awesome, man. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on. I think it'll be really cool just to be at like the end of life one day and think back on like, all right, there's all of these people that I can think of by name that I've seen progress for like 40 years and like where they're at now. And so I think that's what, that's where my fire's coming from. You know, I want to see all those guys continue to do well. And so 
I'm excited to see where it goes. That's the goal, Self, man. Selfless, a servant leader. That's, that's what right. you are, a servant leader. Thank we you. appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Well, that's going to do it for another episode of That L Word podcast. Yes, it is. And um, we, we should record after this, but we're not. And if you want to listen to more of the things that we have to say, maybe we'll have them back on. But the only way you're going to know is to keep subscribing to the channel and downloading every episode, not just one, every last one of them. And leave us some stars. You know, we always say leave five-star review and give us an extra star in the comments. Yes, six. Should we do seven this time? Seven this time. All right, four. Here we go. Have a great day. All right, thanks, everybody, for hanging out. See you later. Bye.